0: Welcome to Colorado Hunting Hub. This podcast is designed to talk about everything hunting in Colorado. Whether you're a new hunter, old timer, or something else, Colorado Hunting Hub will have something for you. I'm your host, Clint Whitley, and let's get started. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to Colorado Hunting Hub. We've got a listener requested episode today, and looking at 3D shoots. Perfect time to start talking about those. Most have been canceled, but it kind of sounds like some people are starting to do a few. So wanted to throw out a quick episode on that as to what to do to prepare for that sort of thing and know what to expect if you've never done one. Before we get to that, just want to remind you of our giveaways. Giving away a pack a really nice pack, XO Mountain Gear pack, and there's not that many registrants, so make sure you get put in for that. I've got all the links in the show notes down below. So we've got that, our pair of binoculars, which I pulled out of the box and are super nice, and then also our Onyx membership giveaways. Haven't been able to get a hold of anyone to give that first one away yet. I'll keep drawing and keep emailing, and hopefully you don't miss out on the the vinyls or the backpack. That'd be a real bummer. So that's what's going on. Also wilderness athlete gave us 25% off hunting hub is the coupon code for that. So uh, I got my order in and it's on the way. Appreciate that wilderness athlete. So uh, I'm going on another little shed hunt here and uh, can't wait. i If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, see this deadhead that I found it is pretty sweet. I was pumped to find that thing. It had a had a great day going back up in that same spot again in the next couple of days. Probably by the time you listen to this, I'll have that trip done already. So it's probably one of the last shed hunting trips of the year. But looking forward to it. Also, if you I uh, wouldn't mind leaving if leaving me a five-star review on whatever review, uh, listening system you're listening on. That'd be great. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Colorado Hunting Hub. Uh, also, go and like I Hunt Colorado, like their page, become a member there so that you're a part of the, the community. Email me, clint.a.whitley at gmail.com, and I'm on all kinds of other platforms to listen to, so you can you can hear that there. One last reminder that the secondary draw is about to happen here in the next few weeks, so make sure you're prepared for that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got a deer scenario that I don't have a deer tag right now, and I'm not sure if I want to hang out and wait for reissues and gamble or apply for something in the secondary draw and know I'm going to get it or potentially could get it or at least try. So I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. Uh, anyone got any advice on that? Love to hear it. Because most of those tags on there are, there's leftovers. That's why there's a secondary draw. Or there, um, yeah, the, the reissue ones are has potential to be maybe a point, 1.2 point unit maybe. So could have a little bit better tag. You can see where the gamble is there. Just don't know. We'll see, so let's get going with this uh three d archery shoot. So the reason I like to go to a three d archery shoot is there's a little bit of that motivation or a lot of that motivation for the off season. so I got out this morning and I shot a little bit because I'm preparing for some of those those uh three d shoots. Yes, I'm preparing for the season as well, but I also need that little extra push for that the the 3d season and our 3d season has been cut pretty short normally things would have been going i host one for work uh on mother's day in may uh there's there's a bunch going on right in that early may to june trying to hit before the the hot weather starts and then there's some up in the higher country with colorado bowhunting association and and uh a bunch of other groups so you can get up out of the heat but I don't know the status on those. Uh, but they're still a lot of fun. And the reason why I like to do those besides that motivation is they're a fun thing to do. Some of them are a fun thing my family likes to go on. It's uh, just a little fun thing there. They're a social event. So if it, it's not your family, go with a couple of buddies. And then there's others that are a little bit more competitive. So that's if competition is is for you and you need that little bit to help drive you, that's fine. I I do the same thing. And I I love that competition. As a collegiate athlete, I can't get away from that touch of competition and I need it. I like it. So big reason though, uh, doing some of those 3d shoots is honing your skills. I was shooting at a bot, uh, just a square target today. And they got them white dots on there, which your eye just gets sucked into and you shoot and that's fine and great and all, but when it's an animal, it's far different. I mean, I can nail that little dot. but Then I go over to the 3D and I don't look exactly for those rings. And I just kind of look at good shot placement. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm quite as accurate because there's not that thing that draws my eye in. So shooting at a 3D target is really, really helpful. And a lot of ranges don't have them. They're just going to have your box targets and they're expensive to to go and get some good targets. So not everyone's able to do that. And going from cold turkey, no no shooting at three D's to shooting at a live animal, I almost feel like that's not not as ethical as it as we should be approaching that. We should be shooting, trying to emulate those lifelike scenarios. I had took a 80 yard shot today and kind of had to back way up. And I was kind of curious. I didn't know what my flight path, of my era was would be because I had a tree branch over top and it was quite a ways above. But at 80 yards, you've got an arc. So it was really interesting to see, oh, I did hit that branch. And that's giving me a field-like scenario of what it's going to be like and know if I can make a shot on an animal. Not at that distance necessarily, but it helps me remember the arc that I got to account for. That, shooting around trees, shooting uh and the re- thing i need to get to working on is shooting from my knees uh shooting from from some different sh- scenarios i never really shoot from my from my butt i never am really sitting down if i'm in an, in a situation with an animal coming in i'm always crouched or on my knees and i just suck it up with the legs falling asleep and that uncomfortableness but trying to find those those different shot scenarios and trying to uh, emulate those so that's that's kind of the reason for some of those 3Ds. And some of the 3D shoots will put you through that and, and have you do some of those different things. Even, even sit you on your butt and shoot, which is super uncomfortable. So we had this request from a listener to talk about 3D shoots. They must be thinking about it, being interested in it, uh, don't really know what to expect, what how to be prepared for it. And there's a lot of different shoots out there and one of the hard things is 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 finding those shoots sometimes. You always hear people asking, where's the shoot list? Where's the this and that and uh if you're in a urban area and you've got uh, access to bow shops, well that's your number one. But sometimes those can feel maybe a little intimidating. They can feel like a little bit of a boys club and uh, coming into that group even as another guy, sometimes is is intimidating because you don't know the people, you don't know they've kind of got their buddy buddy thing going on, and it's just sometimes weird. I've never been a part of a bow shop because I've never lived in an area with a with a solid bow shop. I'd have to travel for it. So, but those are the places where those they're going to post. So if you're not on social media, I'm sorry, uh, you're missing out on some some information. It's more than just knowing what somebody had for lunch. <laughs> that's I know that the garbage on Facebook is or seeing political uh, junk and arguments. There's more on there that the reason why I am, and, and that's to stay informed of some opportunities. Being able to find those shoots and some of them I had no idea until I saw saw them on there. So the bow shops are going to be your, your big place where you can go see a flyer. There is no one website that I can send you to where you're going to find these shoots. But chat with the people at the desk, look on the doors, look for those postings. Uh, There's, there's going to be some, uh, some groups I know on the Western Slope here, they've put together a big old list of all the shoots around. And it's often just a date, the name of the shoot and a contact number. And there's all the only other advertisement out there is a flyer somewhere. So that's the problem is, is understanding what kind of shoots they are. If it's a new shoot, you just don't know. If it's this, some of those big name shoots, kind of a little tougher to tell something about it. There's so maybe just call and ask whatever's on that flyer. So follow some Facebook groups. There is clubs, organizations, bow shops all around that uh, are going to be able to help help, uh, uh, get you connected with, with those. And they're all over the nation. So uh, we've got listeners here. This is not a Colorado specific shoot or uh, podcast episode. They're all over the nation and something that people from everywhere like to do. So the one that, uh, is my favorite is the alpha bow hunting challenge. And I've talked about that one before, and all we have left is one shoot in July coming up here and, and that one is a little different uh, Phil Mendoza, I know was in a train to train to hunt. I think he won that a time or two and he was into, he really liked that fitness part of it from what I have heard, but like something to be not quite as, as daunting with that, that physical aspect, but aspect, but hold on to a piece of that. So that's what, what that one's all about. And it's, it's really fun. I'm going to do it. Uh, I think my dad's going to even do it. And he's in his 60s, and and he's not a, a fitness nut by any means. Uh he's he's an average guy from the Midwest. So he's he'll be able to do it. Um, except the pack race. He's not gonna do that. So this year there's Friday night is a pack race. we will just do I think it was just a couple miles and you shoot a couple arrows, three arrows, something like that. And that's gonna be figured into your score. Then the next day, you do a I think it was ten target 3D shoot, uh, and then after that, you do the head to head. So you're going up against you're in a bracket. You go up against somebody, and you're timed, and you got to shoot these clays and run and grab sandbags, put them in a in a sled, and go shoot another clay. And then uh, there's about five clays in there that you got to shoot, and there's time deductions for or not time deductions. You just if you miss the clay they add to your time, so you got this end time, and that then uh gives you a total score you you either beat the guy or you don't, and you move on in the bracket and there's voice uh, Phil's always had a crap load of prizes uh hey, entry prize thing you, you get a shirt, you get a bunch of swag um wilderness athlete with it uh <laughs> Phil's probably tired of giving me stuff, but through the winnings and the uh, prizes I've gotten, here's my list. I won a Yeti Cooler. I've won a new Hoyt XXL. I've won a Hoyt Elf. um, Hoyt. uh, What did I win? I gave it to my dad. Uh, A new Hoyt bow last year. I won a pair of Maven Optics. I won a pair of handwag boots I've won a pair of vinyl uh, harness I've won wilderness athlete want a bugle tube calls uh, I've won um, socks Yeah, had some socks in there that I think that was just in the giveaway uh, probably a couple other little things in there I think I'm one of the luckier guys because uh, I know people have gone and won nothing but that just uh, gives you an idea. When there's sixty guys there, gals, they uh, there's some stuff to win. So it's it's pretty cool to to go to that event. Another one that I'm signed up for is the TAC Total Archery Challenge. That one's a big uh, nationwide tour, and a bunch of them been canceled this year, but there's still some going. Kind of sounds like so that one is a, a big deal. A lot of ski resorts is where that happens. A big walk through uh, archery shoot. So pretty cool. Um, pretty cool shoot. And I've never done it, but I'm excited about it. And then you can check into your bow hunters association in your state. So Colorado bow hunters association, they advertise a few and, and they put on some. And so that's, that's a place you want to want to check out. Train to hunt. Uh, the one I mentioned earlier, very physically challenging, very, I'm a little intimidated by it. And with a bad back. There's a lot of sandbag thrown over your shoulder. I just, I'm not interested in doing it. It just would wreck me. And I just don't get into, uh, working out that much. Uh, I like to stay a little physically fit, but I'm not a fitness nut.
1: to get 50% off.
0: So that's, that's one that, but I don't know if they have any events going on this year. I think they might've canceled them all the Reinhardt 100. I did that one last year and it was a blast. There's 50 targets of a North American range and 50 targets in a African range. Uh, the only thing is it's just so busy that i spent more time waiting in line than uh, shooting. So that was Kind of a bummer, but is one of those big ones that had life size elephants, life size giraffes, life size uh, all kinds of huge, huge targets. Plenty of yetis and and cool things. So fun, fun shoot there. And then there's the other stuff. The ASA, look them up. They've got shoots, and that's more of the the serious competition. And uh, National Field Archery Association, check them out. Their shoots there. Uh, Another one, S3DA is a youth program, uh, education program for archery. So check that out. That may have some events in your area. And then uh, again, just check with your bow clubs. Even if it's not a bow shop, there's clubs around. Maybe a traditional archers club. I know there's one over here in the Roaring Fork Valley. So check them out. So the organization of each of these shoots is a little different. Some of them are strictly just for fun come and shoot they don't take score they don't do anything it's just challenge yourself uh so if you don't like that competition you just want to shoot or your skills are not where you think everyone else's are then then that's the way to go others are for money and prizes most shoots if not all shoots i've ever been to have some sort of prizes so that's fun nice to win some things try some new things uh try some new a lot of calls or whatever uh it's kind of nice to try those little little trinkets and things uh some and most 3d shoots are a lot of walk through so you're walking to an area and shooting walking and shooting walking shooting and and that gives you some a little bit more lifelike scenarios others could be even just a shooting line uh like a course um i know the 4-h puts one on here in garfield county with uh you're just on a shooting line, but they put some three uh, trees and hay bales and things to different difficult angles and stuff to shoot out there. A uh, little different, not quite as fun as the walkthroughs, but it's a way to start. And that's the where I did my first 3D shoot. And uh, others are maybe around some of that, like the ASA and field archery, a little bit more big money and eventual sponsorship like things. Where uh, I, I don't even really look into those, uh, where you get a little bit more of the the freestyle shooter on those so when you register uh sometimes you just mostly you just show up sometimes you gotta gotta register ahead of time like the big ones the total archery challenge uh, that one you it was like uh tea time we had a a knock time we had to register for so that that one i'm excited about that doing that with a couple, couple buddies and uh there's always a class that you got to register for so be prepared for that question Youth often depends on how big the shoot is, but the youth are prop, most likely just a youth division. Um, a freestyle, which would be some more of your uh, fancier equipment, your uh, stabilizers that are four foot long, um, actual scopes with lenses on your sights. Um, definitely, that not a not a hunting setup. Typically, they're a little different style of bow. Uh, then you have your hunter class, which is your hunting setup without any. And there's some to each, each shoot's going to be regulating these, these classes a little differently. And then there's traditional, traditionals, your longbows, recurves, and that sort of thing. And, and a shoot, I've never, I've heard someone ta- say this before, but I've never seen a shoot with a crossbow. And it just sounds kind of, yeah, I know there's a lot of tension around crossbows, but I, I I don't know how I feel about that. It doesn't seem like the same sort of deal. So uh but I also never considered that for, you know, people who who uh can't pull a bow back. So that's that's something something you gotta consider. And if you can't pull a back bow back, maybe uh maybe just start light. These are muscles that you're not used to using all the time. My dad was just talking about that. And I'm pretty proud of him for the work he was putting in. He uh, grabbed his bow just a month or two ago and he couldn't pull it back. And last year he was shooting no problem. So he worked on it and worked on it and texted me and said, I shot three arrows today. I shot four. Uh, And now he's up to shooting as many as he wants. It sounds like just working those muscles out a little bit is what you ought to do to be able to do that. Now, if you got shoulder injuries, that's a whole nother story. But even then, I think there's a lot of times that you can strengthen those shoulders and don't pull back a 70-pound bow, but start with 40 pounds if, or 30 pounds if that's the injury you have and be able to do that. And and you may not ever uh, be able to to pull something any, any heavier, but it's an option. So those are your classes, traditional hunter freestyle youth, and there's maybe sometimes a few more in there, but that way you're, you're with like people. So you're not having to compete against someone with a setup that is far, far, far better than you and and not even really fair. So here's what you need to bring a pack, bring a pack, uh, something that's comfortable, uh, that you can shoot in, bring some sunscreen. You're often standing around, uh, need sunscreen and hat. Water is very important and some snacks. This is something I, have, I haven't always done before and I need to start and I have started doing it. Bring some snacks uh just like you were hunting and having some of those higher energy, higher calorie snacks to keep you uh up and moving and uh walking around some of them long courses can get a little draining. Bring a couple of allen wrenches or tools that you might need to fix your bow. So my stabilizer seems to come loose a lot. So I'm going to bring that wrench. Um, bringing along a couple others, maybe for a site or whatever, if you had some issues, whatever you might need to, uh, make some quick adjustments, maybe even something, your, your fiber optics in there kind of get messed up, need a little needle nose or whatever, just a couple of tools to be able to fix something on the fly. There's a lot of guys that, that even have little, uh, bow presses that are packable. My wife's bow fell apart last year. Um, can't remember what the issue was and thankfully it's low poundage and we it came off the cams controllably so it didn't blow up and break anything thankfully we had cranked it all down and had a couple of really nice guys came in that knew something more after the string was off it's like i don't even know what's what goes where so a bunch of guys at reinhardt 100 helped me we put it all back together and it was shootable again. It had some issues, and we never could sight it back in on the fly there because the, uh, everything was all messed up. The The uh, D-loop was not in the right area and all this sort of stuff. So we eventually got it fixed, and it, it kind of ruined the day for a little bit. But if you would have had a, a press and, and was prepared for – if we would have been prepared for some of that, we could have maybe had a, a better scenario there and got her back to shooting and could have been – Maybe a little bit better day for sunglasses. I don't shoot with sunglasses, but there's a lot of time in between, uh, and you don't want that strain in your eyes. Binos are a must, and sometimes often forgotten. Bring your binos because you got to use those to be able to kind of look at the target and find the different rings on the target. Uh, pen and pencils, nice keeping score. Good shoes or boots because you're gonna be walking through who knows what. Uh, I recently p- purchased an arrow puller. That was really nice. Just a $7 little thing from Walmart. Helps them pull arrows and it's not as hard. And then uh, with that, some arrow lube. People, when you get your arrows, your organizations that have the 3Ds, they don't really like it when you don't lube your arrows because it's kind of harder than the targets. So there's some arrow lube out there that uh, can help with that. A range finder, uh, that's always coming with me. Uh, Even though sometimes they're not necessary or not allowed, uh, just bring it anyway. And you can read the rules when you get there and leave it in the truck if you have to. And then you always have your phone. Uh, I don't think anyone goes anywhere without their phone anyway, but uh, I'll explain why in a minute. Wilderness Athlete, bring that and get your order in now for 25% off. Put in Hunting Hub in the coupon code that is actually a lifesaver i'm not i know they uh kind of helping out with the podcast a little bit but i'm not kidding it's it's a serious help it just gives you that little boost a little bit of get over that tiredness and uh it just tastes better than water sometimes or all the time um, another thing i haven't done, gone to yet but would be nice is a hip quiver uh, they're pretty cheap those little Easton, things just put your arrows in your quiver I leave a quiver on my bow because I need that weight balance on there but it if you have a couple extra arrows it's nice to it's a little easier to pull arrows out of a quiver uh, than, uh on your hip than on your your bow sometimes so it's nice to have that for certain shoots so I I'll eventually be investing in one of those a whopping like 15 bucks I know but Uh, I'll eventually get one of those and then maybe a couple extra arrows, some field points, that sort of thing. So depending on the format of these shoots, uh, let's just do a average shoot where you show up, you register, you sign your waiver, and you're going to make your way through their course. It's literally golf with a bow and arrow and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. People like to golf, uh, but do that with actually shooting something. So same thing and not near as popular as golf. So your uh, scoring can be a little tricky sometimes a little, but each place does it just a little differently. So you got to just ask them they'll have a picture or something to help you with the scoring or they don't take a score at all. But here's my number one tip for scoring. And my buddy Jason told me about this, that if, after you get done shooting, you walk up to the target, take a picture. Because there's always a target. I forget to write down the score or I I don't rem- I don't got out of order and I got to fix them or something on my scorecard. So the first thing you do is take a picture. Then you always can reference back. You got five shooters, four shooters. You can recognize each other's arrows and see I scored that, 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 that. If you had to reference that. Or in some of those higher... Uh, let's say profile shoots, if you had to challenge something and one, it's not a gimme, but you know, you need to get it clarified with a judge, then taking that picture and showing them to verify your score, say, is this a eight or a 10? Uh, And they can, they can look at that and you've got proof and you're not cheating. So there's uh, on typical, I, I shoot a lot of Delta McKenzie targets and Delta McKenzie, and then there's reinhardt those are the main two companies you're going to be seeing at these shoots their circles are just a little bit different but not too terrible much the general idea is that they have a center ring uh and each animal is going to be just a little bit different in size that one's typically your 12 ring then you've got one about the size of a softball or a cantaloupe a little bit bigger again depending on the animal and that one is typically your 10 ring then you have a lung size area ring ish oblong ring shaped like lungs and that's typically your eight ring and then outside of that is i've seen either a five point zero point or even a negative three and there is some it's called ibo scoring and some some d- different things but that's the general scoring that i've seen It's a 12 12- 10, 8, 5, or 0. And as long as you got that, you're good. Uh, and, and on the Delta Mackenzie, there is a couple other little rings there. Um, there's three 12 rings in a row, and you're aiming for the sec- the center one. Uh, if you're if it is the top left one or the bottom right one that you're aiming for and you want to get that 12 ring, you got to actually call it uh, to get that score. And then there's a little bit bigger one up in the left hand corner of the lungs all by itself, that that's a 14 ring, uh, which is risky because you're right on the edge of getting zero score or five, and you're right on the edge of an eight. So, But it's a risk in that it's high scoring. And so that's, that's the rough scoring, but you can always ask that at the, at the registration table on what their scoring system is. The uh, shoots that are coming up, should be opening up, and opportunities are still still here for the year. So we've got it's June fifteenth that I record this right now, June, July, August. Not a ton of sheets in August, but there should be a few few here and there. I usually just do uh, two, three, or four on a on a good year. So each one though always gets me motivated, gets me excited. I meet new people. I am not really one to get out and chat with a lot of people, but uh met some good folks along the way doing those and it's nice to see them in the community and you know, always say hi or uh text about different hunting things or whatever so check check those out check a 3d shoot out in your area and sign up or show up and get involved it's a great way to become a better more ethical hunter and also just something to do that's that's uh i was hoping to do a few more with my wife this year because she just likes to shoot she's not interested in really all that hunting but she really likes the 3d part and it's a fun thing to do for my little small family could be for yours as well again thanks for listening and make sure you register for those giveaways uh we're halfway through the backpack binos and june uh, onyx membership i'll give away two this month because I can't get a hold of the person from last month. So we'll give those away. Thanks for listening again and talk to you another day. Right outside of this one church town, there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing. Got a deed
1: to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country.